Welcome to 50 States of Madness. Hi, good evening. Good evening. This is a shoot the shit episode. Yeah, so Shannon's going to shoot the shit with you guys. Basically, <laughs> this is going to be a shoot the shit episode. And Shannon <laughs> Shannon has gone down one of her wormholes again. I do. I go I get down these rabbit holes because I'll start oh, is it a wormhole or a rabbit hole. I call it a rabbit hole, but it can be a wormhole. Okay. You know she just went down a hole. <laughs> Black hole, I don't know. Somebody's hole, I don't know. Shit. And so <laughs> So, um not mine. <laughs> I went down Gina's hole. Um <clears throat> so essentially last week we did an episode on Chris Watts and towards the end of it, we kind of brushed on the girl he was dating, Nicole and kind of mentioning right. like, Oh, how sad, you know, kind of, you know, being all wrapped up into this, but kind of, we found a few weird things, how she like Googled Amber Fry and did people hate Amber Fry? And we kind of like wondered where is she at now? Is she out, you know, on, under witness protection. And we were kind of feeling sorry for her thinking like, Oh my God, people are going to hate her just like they hate Amber Fry. And you know, she had to go into witness protection because she was going to get all this hate and death threats threats and stuff. So like what's she doing? Like poor thing. She ends up with this guy who's a big old liar and everything. Well, so I went down one of my rabbit holes. So I actually found a video in some writings and some material that go over Nicole Kessinger and it kind of dissects her character. Yeah. And her, what is that? I just went blank. The thing where you sit, your, her interrogation. Oh, I didn't know what you were talking about. Clearly. (laughs) I know where she was sitting with the interrogators and the fuck me. In my memory. The detectives? Thank you. Those people in uniform, you know what they're called. No, just kidding. So the detectives, and they analyzed her body language, the things she was saying, how she was, her story was contradicting herself, kind of went through and said, hey, is this girl somehow involved? Yeah. And they went down their rabbit hole. But apparently this one guy, I got a lot of my information from a YouTube video called behind criminal minds. And he actually gets all the discovery material and all the documents and everything. And he combs through them. He sits and watches her seven hours of interrogation videos. That's how long they, she was there. It was about seven hours of interrogation videos. If I'm remember correctly, who knows with my memory. And so he basically starts tearing apart her story on what she knows how much she knows and how she's involved. She may or may not be involved because from the outside, like, and, and like I told you in the beginning, I followed this case, like from the beginning and I've been very interested in it. And not one time have I ever heard the mention of her name besides them saying like, this is the woman that he was having the affair with. That was it. Nothing else was brought to the table. Nothing else was mentioned of her at all. It's just kind of like she was the other woman and that's it. And it's funny how it's just because the video I came across was just posted two months ago. Yeah. But I mean, I see it because if you're really going to deep dive into it and you're going to look at all the evidence and you're going to look at all the material and you're going to put it together. I see how it took a while for them to, you know get all the stuff together, gather it all together. And it also, when you first have a trial, everything's kept under wraps. I don't know how long it takes before they release that yeah, I think, to the public. Well, I mean, once he's convicted, I would think that all that would be 
it would have been pretty fast. It would be out there. I don't know unless, you know, and sometimes it takes like so long for these things to actually go to trial and, you know, all of this stuff happened that it's so many years in between when the crime actually was committed and like the sentencing and all that, that I think people just kind of, God knows there's so much going on in the world. There's going to be another story that sucks you in and then you just kind of forget about it, you know? Well, just like today we just had, Maine with the yeah. shooting, you know, um, 20 people dead. Like yep. it's just, it's mm-hmm. so sad and it's so horrible. And then we have Israel, yeah. Gaza Strip, you know, it's just, it's really, really sad. So, and there's just so much news and all this stuff. So things do get pushed down or they get ignored. And so two months ago, the guy who does the behind the criminal minds, and you think I'd have more information than just the guy, I'm really sorry, but I looked at that. I looked at some um, newspaper articles, um, some of the sources where he got his information from. But just to kind of put it together fast, that's why it's a shoot the shit episode. It's not a, oh, I'm going to read you all these facts. I'm just going to go like I went to Gina with all the excitement in my head. Oh, yeah. You should have seen her. She was just like word vomiting everywhere. I'm like, slow down. So that's sort of where I'm going to go today. Because when she first came in and said her name. She's like, okay, Nicole Kessinger. And obviously, like like we've said before, we're both always working on different cases. And then once we've recorded, it's kind of like on to the next. And so I knew that her name was like ringing a bell. But I'm like, okay, who who is that? Because she wasn't a murder victim. And she was and just she's like... she's not a murderer. Oh, my God. She just went on and on with her story. And then... I finally yeah. realized who she was, and then I was like, okay, okay, I got you. So, Nicole was dating Chris Watts at the time that Shanae. Shanann. Sh- Shanann. <laughs> Sorry, Shanann. <Shanae. laughs> at the time that Shanann was, it's really hard for me because it's spelled like my name, Shannon almost. So, I want to say yeah. Shannon all, to, all the time. So, Shanann and the children, when they went missing, he was dating this one girl, and her story was that they just met. She was only working at the petroleum company that he worked for. They met at on the job site. She was only there for four months at the most. So mm-hmm. that would have placed her, because this was in August. So that right. would have placed her back in April of 2018, end of March, beginning of April of 2018. She claims that that's the first time that they met. It took a couple months, but they didn't start dating, I believe, until June. June, Yeah. Right. Of 2018, um, July 4th and the 14th. Well, and this is where all my information in my brain comes out. So she claims that she never really went to his house. But then come to find out in subsequent interviews, she slowly starts spilling the beans of certain things. Well, yeah, she went to the house on the 4th of July in the 14th of July when Shanann was visiting her parents in North Mm -hmm. Carolina and with family in North Carolina. At one point she even got in a fight with them because she was pissed. She went into this woman's house, saw the pictures of his wife and kids and was pissed, stormed out of the house, got into her car and was throwing a temper tantrum because he had pictures of his wife and kids inside In their, their house. Okay, this is, I'm going to let you know a little bit of insight into this girl's brain a little bit. So she claims that she met him in April, but come to find out in some of the research that they've been doing that there's actually documentation that she was doing Google searches on Chris Watts and Shanann. Watts all the way back to September of 2017. Yeah. So the district attorney who came out, who said that they're no longer, they're not investigating her. She's not a person of interest. She originally came forward and and spoke to investigators on her own volition. She was interviewed on multiple occasions. I believe that for the most part, she was forthcoming in the course of those investigations. We don't have any reason to believe that she had any prior knowledge or involvement in the death of Shanann, Bella, Celeste, and Nico. Um, I think that's the best way I can answer that. For them, 
they really just looking at Chris, he comes out and says, oh, well, that's a typo. How is that a typo in any type of documentation? Yeah, when because you're asking that's for- just about a year before she was murdered. A year before she's murder- murdered and a good eight months before her and Chris supposedly- Were dating. Were dating. Or even met. Or even met, yeah. So you start wondering because you do wonder like, he just met her in June. He's and my first thing, his- like what I said to Shannon was, why can't they just contact Anna Darko, which is the petroleum company he worked for, and just say, what was her hire date? What was her- that would have been a pretty simple thing to, to, to find out. To fix, you know? But she tells them in an interview, she's only been there for four months. Right. Like out of her mouth herself, she says, I've only been working there for about four months. So that puts her at the end of March, beginning of April. She has... So that's already established that, so you start thinking, because my initial thought on Chris Watts is he did all this for a relationship he was only in for a couple months. Yeah. That was like, like I mean. Killed his wife. Yeah. And it's kids. not even like you cheated and you gave up your marriage for this, but you murdered your wife and your children for this. For this woman that you only started dating in June. That you only knew her. Since April. Since then. So it, I don't know. It starts making you question some things. Absolutely. Yeah. And it did allow um, for these people who are going down the rabbit hole with me or before me, because I got my information from them, but for them to start questioning like, hey, what's going on here? So in the interviews, you'll see Chris and her being interviewed at the same time in the station, but in separate rooms. So at the time she has her father in there with her. We don't know much about her family. We Google her family. It yeah. says mother unknown father's name only. I can't figure out what her father does. I tried to look it up. I can't. You're going to start looking. Yeah. Try yeah. to try to see if you can find anything on the dad. All I can get is the name and I always get mother unknown. And spell her name for me because she's changed the spelling of Nicole, correct? She did. It's N-I-C-H-O-L. Okay. And it and you do find out after a lot of digging that she does have a criminal past. So, and I'm saying criminal lightly. Okay, I'm going to... Well, she does have some things in her past that are actually documented where she's gotten caught twice um, driving under the influence and nothing's been done. And that's their biggest thing is that she's never being investigated. She's never been charged with anything. And they're saying during her interrogation, she actually went into the interrogation already a protected witness before they even eliminated her as a suspect. Yeah. They brought her into questioning just hours after you know, they suspected like, okay, he did something. They watched that video from the neighbor that we talked about last week. They have Chris in there and they already brought her in as a protected witness without even talking to any other witnesses, without even eliminating her as a suspect. So this is what I found. Oh, okay. His name is Dwayne. Yes. Um, it says, while there's limited information about Nicole Kessinger's early life and background, her father's name is Dwayne Kessinger, born in 1988, Colorado, USA. Nicole attended Colorado State University, where she graduated in 2013 with a degree in geology. Um, it's just basically. But who is he? Well, no, this is her. This isn't even yeah. him. What does he um, do? The last known report, she worked with Anadocro Petroleum. Her her father is not mentioned. There's no one for, I can't find any information on him and what he does because there's some speculation that he might have some ties into law enforcement because she seems over a period of time to be getting off of different charges. So she had two charges in one county of driving under the influence both times, nothing happened to her. Just kind of like a, you know, don't do it again with the promise of not doing it again. And then in a county over, that's when they found two more charges under a Nicole Lee Kessinger. But Nicole is spelled N-I-C-O-L-E. Right. So, and I, once again, nothing was done. Also, they have, and I'm going to read it verbatim, and unless you have it up about 
the when she was 16 years old. Now I'm going down the rabbit hole on Reddit. Yeah. I, Reddit's a good one to go down the rabbit hole on. But I'll read this one and then you tell us about our Reddit rabbit hole. Okay. So right here, when she was 16 years old, he, um, this guy who's doing Behind Criminal Minds got in touch with people who knew the family. And this is their story about what happened and how they know Nicole. My wife and I were close friends and family with her parents. Our children grew up with theirs. Nicole was always a problem child, and especially so when she was a teen. And this is what happened at the house. They said when they were on vacation, they had given instructions to somebody who was watching their home that Nicole under no circumstances was to be inside the home while they were away. My wife and Nicole's younger sister who was staying with us went by to get more clothing. My wife and her walked in on Nicole and a guy having oral sex on the couch in the family room. After doing her best to try to remove both of them to no avail, she called me. Long story short, a physical altercation occurred between the male and myself in which during that altercation, she stabbed me in the back with the kitchen knife. So Nicole stabs this guy's wife in the back with the kitchen knife and she was arrested and charged with the felony. However, the judge deferred her felony conviction if she can stay out of trouble. She's for stabbing, stabbing somebody. somebody. What happened to the lady, I wonder? This incident divided both families and we have not spoken since that last court appearance. This happened in 2004, 2005. They can't really remember exactly what year, but it happened in Aurora, Colorado. And they said, anyway, she's entirely capable of being involved in the murders. She's a narcissist and she's violent. So this is Nicole Kessinger's father and business with Anna Darko. So somebody said, I'm curious about Nicole Kessinger's history working for her father and the nature of the business relationship with Anna Darko. Dwayne Kessinger's wife, Nicole Kessinger's stepmother, was once Chris Watts's boss at, at Anna Darko. So did her father work for them is that how she got it said do any of you know the background story correct me if i'm wrong but based on what i read her father owned the business conducting safety inspections and other services to anna darko nicole could therefore have been involved in delivering a training program and she spotted chris watts while he attended one it crushed her into an obsession that was fueled perhaps by her access to his personal records periodic interactions through official work and Shanann Watts public social media posts. Cause remember we did talk about Shanann going live on Facebook and like kind of really putting a lot of her personal stuff out there. Nicole having family closely related to Anna Darko is mainly what I find strange about her evasiveness from speaking to the public and choosing to relocate and changing her name. Isn't the father still left behind though, to face the backlash both from society and his employer, unless of course they were addressed internally with matching confidentiality agreements. We're wondering how she knew about them beforehand. There you go. There, I didn't know that connection. her dad was even connected to the business. The business. I didn't know that either. Hmm. So as they're interviewing our Nicole, who's trying to pretend like she's so shocked and appalled that Chris could possibly have done anything to his family. And she has no idea, no clue. But we find out that before she goes in for the interview, she deletes all her text messages, all her pictures, anything on her phone related to Chris, everything. And then she proceeds to tell Chris to delete all his information on the phone. And then she goes and tells her best friend to delete everything on her best friend's phone that has anything to do with pictures or anything related to her and Chris. That's shady. Thank you. But my question is, so if she deletes it, who cares? Because you can get deleted photos and texts yeah, if you, you really want to. Yeah. So... The detectives on this case, they ask, you know, they do. They proceed to ask Verizon for some of this information, but they are also asking her at the same time, is there any other way that you communicated with Chris via, you know, Skype, WhatsApp, Snapchat, 
any other way did you guys communicate? Nope, absolutely not. No other way. We've only done it through text messages, only done it through text messages. Well, then, you know, following interviews, she starts, you know, people can't help but talk. You know, she starts spilling the beans. She lies so much, she can't keep track of her lies. She starts contradicting herself in her stories. And you really have to watch her interviews. But she re- she starts contradicting herself. And then is she lets it slip in one interview that she did communicate with them through Skype. She says, and I think that was when I was just like, okay, I'm creeped out. And then like Tuesday, nothing got better. And then I found out he was lying to me. And I was already kind of creeped out from the night before. And I was like, okay, you know. And I didn't even realize it until you guys were like, try to just think back on some of that. And then last night, I was just like thinking about all those phone conversations that we had on Monday night. And I'm like, you know what? Those were really uncomfortable. In fact, they were so uncomfortable. I ended the Skype conversation. And that's when she throws Uh, out that Skype, the Skype conversation. But instead of the cop saying, you know, hold up, wait a second. Let's pull those records. Let's pull. Yes, thank you. Or wait a second. In our previous interview, you said you never spoke to him. You know, mm-hmm. calling her out on her lies, they ignore them. It is the most bizarre thing. But yet there's other people coming in as witnesses. And if they barely even bend on one of their like um, facts or something, they d- jump all over it. Yeah. They're like, oh, wait a second. You said this over here. Why are you saying this now? Right. But with her, they let it go. In fact, some of the detectives fed her what she was saying. And then, uh, so Tuesday, after that conversation, I told him, I was like, I told him to delete his text because I knew he was like going crazy texting me. What did that cause you to do with your phone, though? Oh, what, when I deleted those? I was just kind of grossed out by him, to be honest with you. I was just like, I don't know what's going on right now, but you just lied to me, and I don't want to see this come over my phone anymore. So I removed it. The information was not destroyed because there was anything in there that would be harmful to you or potentially to Chris at this point, but harmful to you in particular. That's not why you did it. No. Yeah. So when she deleted all her messages, he said, well... You didn't delete it because you didn't want us to see something. You did it because of the, you know, like leading her Mm -hmm. to tell a different story. Right. She's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. So all she had to do was say, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. She just had to agree. She just had no explanation necessary. Instead of probing further as to why she would delete these messages, they were feeding her the excuses as to why she deleted the messages. It is bizarre. It seems like it's such a huge cover up. I mean, and I don't know why. I I can't figure out why. I don't know. And in, in that Reddit post, like you could go down that that whole list of things, and there's a lot of people in there that think that she is not guilty. Um, there are some people that think that she is guilty, but just from the stuff that you have told me and the little bit of stuff that I have read. I mean, you really can't say guilty, but from the information, there's it raises a lot of suspicion. So much so that why wasn't she looking because into? she lied? That's what it is. It's a, but it's enough to look into her, and they just drop it. And the district attorney, I believe his last name is Warwick. Rorick. He comes out to actually address it and just basically says, look, Chris admitted to the guilt. Therefore, there's no reason to look into her. And we believe that there's no, there's no reason. And to, they're like, saying she's that they're saying that Chris. Plead, he pleaded guilty right away because he didn't want her to take the rap for it. Right. That's what they're leading to there. There was. I don't want to say everybody in the police force there was corrupt because there was actually a, I don't know if it was a detective, an investigator, somebody who was on the police force that said, that was calling bullshit on her mm-hmm. interviews and said, wait a second. Yeah. There's a lot of contradiction here. There's a lot, there's all this stuff going on that we're questioning. So, and I, I'll list some of the things I have them written down. There's just so many, I just don't even know where to begin. But he says, hold up a second. So he does this whole report. So as Chris is going into court, 
um, this guy's putting together a report saying, hey, there's a reason why we need to be looking at Nicole. Like, there's all these inconsistencies in her story. This is what I have. This is why I think we need to look at her. This is what I'm pulling up. I, you know, this investigator is actually the one, you know, getting the Verizon um, records and requesting all this stuff. The only thing that they don't understand that they're not getting is like the exact location for GPS because you can actually ping where people were at. Right. 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 But they're like, they got stuff on her um, computer where she's Googling like the Google Earth of the location of the bodies. Before well, and, they were even discovered. Well, and what did you tell me that she has like a selfie or she has a picture? Yes. So what happened was she's telling the detectives the story and it, slowly things are coming out. Interview after interview. She's slowly releasing a little bit of information at a time. And so in one interview, she's explaining to them that she was really, really mad at them. That's why she deleted everything from there. And that's why she wanted him to delete everything about her. This is the reason why, because she was just so mad at him because um, she can't believe that he wasn't more concerned about his kids. And I do have to tell you that she didn't start giving them information because when she first started feeding them information, she just kind of said, yeah, we're kind of dating. Yeah, we really don't go in public much. Yeah, we haven't really had any dates. Um, We don't really go out anywhere. We've just been to the lazy dog maybe one time. But then when the police started saying, hey, we're going to need your phone records, Oh, well, you know, maybe this is when things started coming out more and right. more when she realized like, okay, they're going to be looking they're at find phone everything. records yeah. and they're going to see that I do see him more. So she ends up saying that Sunday night that she actually was on the phone with them for two hours. In the, it, wait, with like the morning? Sunday to Monday. Okay. Right? Yeah. She was on that Sunday night. She says that he drove to the oil battery known as Survey 319 in okay. Rogan, Colorado. He mentioned like, oh, I have to go out to Survey 319. And what is that? Like I an area? It, it's an area, okay. location, where they keep these oil okay. bins, right? In that conversation, he told me, I have to go straight to the field tomorrow. And he was like, you know, like, I'm not going to go see you in the morning. And I was just like, all right. And I was like, why? And just like, I got to go. Um, he's like, I got to go check out a site and a, like a release in the morning and a releases like when, when the oil industry has like a release of any type of oil products. And they said this was very common of her to talk in circles and to keep repeating herself. That sounds like I can't even follow what she's saying. It's so Cause she's trying to distract them because they would ask her like a question and she'd try to kind of talk in a circle and kind of distract them from things. So what I got from that is that he went to go see her every morning before work. It sounds like he would. And so this time he's telling her like, I'm not going to go see you. I can't see you tomorrow morning. I'm going to go to, I'm going straight to the field tomorrow. And she was like, why? And he says, I have to go check the equipment. And I remember asking him, well, why would you have to go check out the release? You're not part of the environmental team. And so she says, oh, why do you need to go out there for? Like, she's playing like she's stupid. Like, I didn't know why he needed to go out there. And he was telling me that he needed to go out there. And I didn't understand why. And she's trying to make it seem like, not that she was worried about the family, that she was like, more like, you know, who are you going to go see? Right. Why do you have to go out there? Right. And he's like, well, I just need to go out there. And she goes, well, take a picture for me. So this is going to be her reason if they find the photo right. of the location where they are buried. And this is the location where they found the body. Where they found the bodies. And she has that in her phone. So you're going to tell me you did not know that this was going on. There's also this guy named David who was in the Colorado Correctional Facility with Chris. So David had said that Chris had told him, if I had not met Nikki, I would never have ended my family. And according to David Carter, Chris and Nicole were actually back in communication and she was writing to him under a different name while he was in prison. And once the correctional facility became aware of the communication, they suspended his email account since you're not allowed to have communication, you know, yeah, of course. with each other. David Carter went on to say that Chris had told him that Nicole was responsible for killing his daughters since he did not have the stomach to kill them. So she... They're saying she did it or according to him, 
he's saying that Chris told him that she's the one who actually killed his daughters because he didn't have the stomach to do it. But that kind of contradicts what he wrote to a pen pal. Mm-hmm. He thought he had killed his daughters first before he went in to kill Shanann. And he writes to her in these pen pal letters back and forth that she eventually puts into a book. And he writes that he attempted to take his kids' lives first before Shanann's life. He realized the children were still alive when they woke back up. He also confesses to slipping his wife oxycodone weeks before her death, hoping that she would lose the baby since Nicole wanted to be the one to give him a son first. Nicole told him after a couple weeks of dating that she wanted to give him his son. Well, wasn't she uh, Googling wedding dresses like two weeks after they had their first date or something like that? For two hours. But she says, oh, no, we weren't. No, we barely saw each other. They also mentioned that she spent hours searching Google for information on Chris, Shanann, and the kids. And she also tried to destroy her SIM card on her phone. She searched Google images, like I said, with the Google Earth. She knew the gravity of the situation and chose to delete everything. And they were mentioning like any other person that would do this, it would be considered obstruction of justice and destruction of evidence. Oh my God. But yet nothing was done. I just don't understand because with today's technology, that stuff, like it doesn't matter what you delete. Nothing is ever deleted 100%. Like nothing. It never goes away. It never goes away. So just know that every picture that you take, everything you post on social media, it doesn't matter if it's deleted from your phone, from your cloud, from your whatever you want to delete it from. It's still there and they have access to that absolutely so i mean it's crazy because they were saying that even during this whole time where he's in the middle of confessing because what happened when this guy put together this huge report because i'm going to go back to that because i think i lost track of that so when the guy put together this huge report he had to submit it you know as evidence right like these are all the contradictions that she's saying in her Um, interviews this is where you know where we need to look at her and so what happened was they have to make triplicate they were saying of it so they one has to be given to the judge one has to be the to the county recorder and then one to the defense team well when the defense team got it they said that they showed it to chris and all the evidence they had against nicole and that's when a week later when he showed back up into court Instead of pleading not guilty, he like copped a plea. He copped a plea deal, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't look into her. So as soon as he copped the plea deal, they stopped all investigation. They didn't have to look into Nicole. They just dropped everything, and that so, was it. So what is their what is their theory? Are they saying is there a theory? Like are they saying that she murdered them or? This was like her idea or at the very minimum. She had knowledge of it at the very minimum at the maximum that she actually was a participant in it. And the after I just want to know what kind of hold could this woman have over him that would force him to take a plea deal, plead guilty, spend the rest of his life in prison for her for her. I have no idea. That's why I question and kill your your wife and your children or allow someone else to do that or however it went down. But now your, your wife, your children are dead and you're in prison for the rest of your life. One theory was that he saw her in the way of his happiness. Like he saw Shanann in the, in the kids and the family in the way of being happy with Nicole. I don't know. What would, I mean, my theory is he knew her way longer than we all know. Like it was not just a few months like they, like Nicole stated. Okay. Like but let's said, just but I even do think say stalk and research him. Yeah. So, so let's even say that they knew each other a year or two. Where, where, where does it. Where does it come in that like, okay, you're worth killing my family for. And then I'm going to go to prison. And then 
what, what do we do from there? It's not like we can go run away and have this wonderful life together. Yeah, I don't know what the thought was behind it. I I'm, think, yeah, I'm so confused by it all. I'm, yeah, I can't even wrap my head around it either with him. If he did it solo and she had no. Because what reason, did she get out of it? She's just, in the witness protection program and he's in prison. Yeah. And, and Shanann and the kids are dead. So who won here? Like what? I, I don't understand. Like nobody came out on top. I just don't think there was any thought process after the fact. Like it was just sort of like this is in the way of us getting married. I mean, obviously it, this kind of thing happens a lot where you have these people that, you know, find somebody else and oh you know like we're just gonna like again the scott and lacey peterson thing however like yeah we're just gonna kill my wife off or kill my husband off and we can run away and have this wonderful life together in what fantasy world does that happen yeah it, it never ends well it doesn't and it's funny that you do bring up amber fry because we know that she did do some searches on it so she did want to know how much money amber fry made on her book deals so she Googled that and I was like, I was saying, instead of during the time that he was being prosecuted and going to jail and there was like all these articles, even on her and what her involvement was, instead of going and clicking on those on her Google searches, she would click on how much Amber Fried made. Did everybody hate Amber Fry afterwards? Things like that. Yeah. Like she was more concerned with how, she, how, what will become of her of me after, the, after fact? the fact? Yeah. How much money, you know, am how I lucrative gonna, is this? Am I going to make money? Am I going to be, am I going to become yeah. famous? Narcissist mm -hmm. spot on. Like mm -hmm. me, 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 me. I'm mm -hmm. focused on what's going to happen to me. So some of her web searches before the actual event, like, so on July 24, 2018, because she claimed she didn't know. She thought he was already going through divorce that they're, their marriage was already right. over. Yeah, he claimed that when they started dating, he had told her the divorce process was just about done. Was done. Yeah. That she had no idea. Right. But then on July 24th, she Google searches, man, I'm having an affair with, says he will leave his wife. That's one of her <laughs> Google searches. So Nicole says that the day his family went missing, that Chris called her and told her that his wife was gone and he did not know where she was. Nicole says, I wasn't worried at all. I wasn't concerned because I have friends who will go off the radar one or two days and then, you know, they'll show back up. So I was not alarmed that she was missing on the 13th. It's not your wife. Yeah. But she wasn't alarmed, you know, because it's all about her, right? Yeah. She wasn't alarmed. Next day when they were interviewing her, she says, 13 minutes into the conversation, she said that when she talked to Chris that night, she told Chris Watts, she was scared. And she was telling him, I can't believe you can't, you can sleep. All the phone calls at the end of the night, she is freaking out. Please talk to me. I'm super scared. Where is your family? Trying to get him to talk to her, making sure everything's okay. She could not sleep. She did sporadic calls throughout the night because she's trying to... Let them know. This is why I called him so many times that night that she went missing. Because I'm worried. Because he's nervous. She's nervous. Yeah. About what he's going to say. Yeah. The question is, why are you scared? Why? Why are you so scared? Yeah. If you had no reason. To do it, but the conversation just before you're saying, in the first interview, you're saying, oh, I wasn't worried. Yeah. And it yeah, happens all the time. Happens all the time. People, you know, they, they show back up. He was saying that she, you know, she was mad at him. She took the kids. You know, they were going through a divorce. Well, because they had told her, we're going to get your phone records. So now they're going to see all the time she called. Yeah, of course. Well, then something comes up on her GPS when they got the records. At 6, I want to give you the exact time. I believe it's 6.16 a.m. Mm -hmm. that morning. Mm -hmm. You know, with the truck and everything. Yes, yes. Uh huh. Her location is pinged near their home. And that's, they say Near that Chris Watts home. Yeah. And they say that he woke up between like five and five 30 that morning. Right. And he backed the truck, and the up. Back the truck up and then 
yeah. what we now know loaded the bodies into the truck. And it says on August 13th at 6.16 a.m., she was near Frederick, Colorado. And they said it's near, near his home. They can't. They can get the exact locations, but yet the but they won't. Investigators did not ask Verizon for the exact location, but they got the ones that's kind of like, kind yeah, of it's just like area. in the general vicinity, of course. But that's what they're saying. They're saying even though you can't prove that she was there, you can't disprove she wasn't there. Exactly. Like, so but like, but what do you do? What do you? First of all, I'm up and driving at that hour because I work very early in the morning. If I don't have to work, I am not up on the road. What is she doing up and driving at that hour? At 6, 8, 16 a.m., yeah. It wasn't, she was said, and then she does say she was at work that day. But she never, and they never ask to produce, because it's so easy to verify it yes. with her time card. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, no, exactly. She, says that she clocked out at five. What time never, did you get what there? What time did you clock in? What time did you get to work that mm-hmm. day? Because if you're driving around at six o'clock in the morning, yeah, would you be driving to work? Where are you? So, at? so where's your time card? Yeah, and I'm sure that they have cameras on that. You know, it's yeah, and that's another thing. I'm glad you brought up the cameras because they did say it says Anna Darko has approximately 400 cameras in service, of which approximately 200 are located in the parking lot in vicinity, immediately around Anna Darko's Platteville office. The remaining cameras are in place at major batteries. Anadarka has had issues with individuals entering oil production sites and committing lewd and or destructive acts. So Anadarka placed a small number of game cameras at some sites, perhaps five to ten. So there's a lot of cameras where they can. How could they not have caught what time she came to work? Oh, no, they could. There are so many cameras that they can easily pull up when she pull up those cameras and that footage to see when she arrived and um, left. Just the investigators were like, very simple. They don't need to because there's no reason to at this point. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, according to District Attorney Michael Rourke stating, I have absolutely no reason to investigate Nicole Kessinger now. This is not a witch hunt. They were confident in Chris being... He admitted it. What is making him protect her so much? It boggles my mind. And why wouldn't they want to get everyone involved in any other murder investigation? And in any, you want to get everybody just because one person admits it. So you're going to say, I mean, we do these all the time yeah. and we, we watch, I, I watch footage of interview footages. I see things, you know, when teenagers admit they've committed murder or whatever, they're never just like, oh, the first person admitted it. Okay. Let the other three go. Yeah. It never happens. They yeah. take what they take statements from everybody does not matter. Like it's just, it, it yeah. I'm and, very confused as to why he is protecting her so much and if people are lying they're called out on it all the time well yeah and i mean it's it's very and and these things are like easily done tracking you know your phone record your location your text messages like you can find it anywhere everything they also show that records show she spoke to chris on monday night for over two hours. So after the fact too, she's sp- the, so I must've gotten the, it. wasn't that Sunday night when the kids went, it was, the so it was the day, following the following day when he was, mi- they were missing. That's, mm-hmm. and that's probably what I meant to say because she kept saying like, Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so mm-hmm. this, right. How can you sleep? Your family's missing. So I would also be know. very, very curious to see what the conversation looked like between you say that her and that she had one of her friend, her best friend or something, delete text message conversations? Yes. Oh. What, what did those conversations look like? Hold on a second. So after she asked her friend Charlotte to delete all the messages, so Charlotte calls the agent back and she says, Hi, Agent Galbraith, this is Charlotte Nelson. I'm looking through my phone and the latest text messages I have from Nikki start on August 21st. So days after and they're best friends. How can the latest text, you know? Yeah. And we mostly talk about my dad passing away and my family issues. And also that she's concerned with the media. 
I probably deleted the whole conversation when Nikki asked me to delete pictures we have together on Facebook because the media was calling her friends to get information. I know about the text messages we talked about because yesterday evening I got your voicemail and when Nikki came over later that night, I told her you had called and that I wanted to verify that it was actually the CBI calling me and not a scammer trying to get information. I asked her, why would you be calling me? And she said it could be because of the texts we exchanged. And then she showed me. I'm sorry, I don't have any messages before that. How do you not have messages from your... I have messages between me and you from probably... Maybe I do clean up every once in a while, but like at least a good six to eight months. Yeah. Would you like me to still send you everything starting August 21st? Wow. Also, I left you a voicemail regarding a question I have. My question is if that text messages you have are going to be made public matter. I shared very personal information about mine and my boyfriend's intimate life. And I'm concerned about what will be released. Please let me know or call me for any more questions. First of all, why would they release anything to do with you and your boyfriend? They wouldn't. In any matter. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with you or your boyfriend. So why are you even asking that? And you deleted everything prior to August 21st. What a coinkydink. So all the days that they were missing before they were missing. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's very, very, very suspicious. So it just, it's in more is probably going to be coming out and, and I don't even want to say coming out. It's just that I will probably learn more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just, I feel like at I, this point, it's out there. Chris Watts is in jail. Yeah. He's, I don't think going to go anywhere. <laughs> I yeah. think he's probably there. No. Um, for good. And, you know, this is just a fascinating story to follow, especially because I feel like I've followed this story from the get go and then, all for all of this to come up and had no idea about any of this. I was, I was just honestly, when we recorded, I was just like, Oh my God, like poor girl, you know, like here he was lying to her, telling her my divorce is, you know, almost done. We can move on, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then this guy ends up being a psycho. He ends up killing his wife, killing his kids, the whole thing. Like, now I'm going to have to go into hiding. And now I'm going to have to be in the witness protection program and change my name. I can't. And, and what do we even say? Like, oh, my God, you go into the witness protection program. That means that you you can't talk to your friends anymore. You can't talk to your family, family. anymore. You can't talk to anybody. Like we you were literally, concerned We were for concerned for her. When we, like I, I was like oh, generally sure. concerned for this girl. Like, oh, my God, like she's got to find a whole new group of friends she has to find like all new people and she has to pretend that she is somebody else she has to take on a new name and everything and we didn't even know she already changed her name several times like she's already <sighs> you know it's it's an old hat for her wow. she's over here yeah stabbing old people like, yeah she's got it she's got it she down 16 she's you know yeah. been getting in trouble and she's been known as a troublemaker but why is she so protected? That is the strangest yeah, thing. I just can't yeah, figure out why it, she's so protected. Um, yeah, there's got to be. We're going to find out she's like some, I don't know, president's love child or something. No, just kidding. Like, you know, like, she's got to be connected to somebody. How is she so somebody? Protected? But yeah, I don't know. She's got she's got to be connected to somebody to, to even, have this kind yeah. of, you know, to not even be looked into like, hey, Chris admitted it. Okay, we're, we're washing our hands of it. That's yeah. It. It's and, crazy. And where is she at that she nobody's seeing her? Like, have there been any sightings of her anywhere? No. Or, but I mean, only, I guess she could cut her hair or grow it long and change the color. And The only thing that we know is that she um, got a hold of Chris while he was in jail with a different name. Yeah. I mean, that's according to one person's But at this story. point, like... How many names does this girl have? Yeah, I don't know. But hopefully it all makes sense to you. Um, I know it was a lot of information that I kind of vomited out. I, it's just so much stuff is in my head and to let you know about it and try to put it in some sort of order on how it happened. Yeah. But um, 
definitely put your thoughts in the comment yeah, section. Yeah, I, I would be really, really curious if anybody who followed the Chris Watts story, because I feel like if you're listening to our channel or any of the true crime episodes that you have to be familiar with the Chris Watts case. Yeah, so I'm I'm really curious if there's anybody out there that was aware of this whole, you know, thing that's been going on with Nicole. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so please you leave your know. comments and and let us know what what you think, even, you know, yeah. like, what do you think happened or. Yeah, and why she's so protected and why he's protecting her. Yeah. Check out Behind Criminal Minds, the podcast. They actually came out with the second episode on it where it's exposing Nicole Kessinger's Web of Lies, part two. Maybe we can link those in the show yeah, notes. Absolutely. We can link those videos. And just check it out and yeah, see um, what you make of it and see if it makes sense to you. Like it made sense to me. Like, you know, yeah. start questioning, you know, her intentions and you right. know where it's all coming from so yeah yeah but thanks for joining us thank you for joining us for another week yeah uh thank you to our patreons if you'd like to support us on patreon we're at patreon.com slash 50 states of madness we're at tiktok uh instagram youtube everything at 50 states of madness we're on all podcast platforms and our merch store if you would like to grab some merch we are at Super 50 cool. states of madness dot big com. Yeah, and as you can tell, it's getting a little chilly out there. Yeah. I got my sweater weather on. Yep, your sweater, your sweater, sweater weather, weather on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and also, weather. um. I did it last week. I don't know when this video is going to go up, but I did it um, on one of the episodes. I start. I think I'm going to start putting uh, blooper reels at the end because nine times out of ten, there's always a blooper in our <laughs> video. So I'm starting to put blooper reels at the oh. end of the ones that I edit. I'll try to put some. Um, so. They are not on the podcast version. They are just on the YouTube version. So check um, us out on YouTube. Yeah. Because so. it's something you have to hear and see. I didn't think it would be as funny if you just listen to it. Like you have to see, see. it, hear it, get the whole <laughs> feel for everything. So, awesome. So make sure and check those out. So. Thank and you so much. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Zeppelin. Bye. <laughs>